Hey, business building warrior, it's Jim. Welcome to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I have a guest today, which means if you're listening, you may not be aware, this is one of our YouTube episodes. Most episodes aren't on YouTube. This one is. You can meet my guest today, Mr. Manny Irvin. He and his wife, Swelling, who's from Brazil, launched an Amazon business using our training, the Proven Amazon course. They launched about a year ago. They dived into the course and things really took off. Their third month, he said, they made about they sold about $30,000 worth of inventory using the replens strategy that we teach around here. They're selling... What makes their story interesting, they're selling items that are higher ticket, meaning they're not afraid to go buy $50 and $70 items that are selling for really nice margins. He talks about how they find those some of the interesting ways that they ship. They're not just doing FBA with Amazon. They're doing some of their own shipping as well from their own house. But they feel like they can go find as many items as they need anytime. They figured up and did the math their first full year. They're about a year into using the strategies that we teach. Their first full year, they made about $100 per hour as a couple working about 10 hours per week. So about $50 to $55 each working about 10 hours a week. Isn't that a cool story? I love the beginning of their story when they kind of scrambled around, uh, trying a few things here and there, some of the typical goodwill flips and that sort of thing. And, but nothing was stable until they got into the replin model. Another aspect of their story that I really enjoyed is that they considered strongly and they shopped around quite a bit on the whole private label thing. Manny tells the story of a friend who got into it and still has a bunch of stuff in his garage. And he felt like, he told me this while we weren't recording, but he said he felt like he was dealing with a bunch of used car salesmen, which he used to be and he didn't like doing it, he said. But he felt like he was being pressured and pushed. And the thing that made this community different was all the success stories, how easily and openly we teach others what it is that we know, the way we share what we know. And by listening to his interview today, you're going to see it come through. He has a teacher's heart. He's sharing very openly what he's learned along the way, how they find stuff to sell. He shares the numbers, how much money they're making, how they do their business together, how he doesn't feel like a zombie anymore was one of my favorite parts when he said it. Man, I used to just feel like a zombie. I was working hard, getting up, barely sleeping, getting up earlier than I wanted to, going to bed later than I wanted to, missing my wife, who was also working very hard to make far less money than they make now. Just an incredible story. We love bringing families together, seeing families prosper together and grow incredible businesses. And I think this is just the beginning for this really special couple. So we're going to hang out with Manny today. He and his wife, Swelling, valued members of our community. They've been around, like I said, about a year now, just pouring a lot of value into the community, starting with this episode, I think is going to be the top of the list now of what they've done to help support you, fellow listeners, fellow business building warriors, and those in our free Facebook group, which I don't point this out at the beginning of the show very often, but if you're not in our free Facebook group, we're at about 66,000 members. It doesn't cost you anything ever. And you can hang out with business building warriors from around the world who are doing this right. We just blew by one thousand recent testimonial posts in that group, by the way, if you weren't aware. So if you want to go scroll through hundreds and hundreds of recent stories of people using the proven Amazon course to launch and grow successful businesses, you can do that in our free Facebook group. You can see the real people there. 
That's at silentgym.com. You'll see a link to our My Silent Team Facebook group. It's a free group. Like I said, I keep saying free because some people are surprised that we don't charge for access to that group. You're going to love it. Listen to a few podcast episodes, hang out in the free Facebook group, get yourself convinced, and then make the leap into the Proven Amazon course like Manny and his wife did a little over a year ago. So sit back, enjoy this episode. And hey, the one little favor that we ask, if you enjoy this and you enjoy our other content, please spread the word. We don't do a whole lot of paid marketing around here. I think about 99.9% of our marketing is organic. Word of mouth, completely free. People telling each other that they enjoy our content. So enjoy today's episode. Let us know what you think. So Manny, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Can't wait to get into your story. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Let's hear it, man. Take us through it. Well, I guess I guess it all started. My wife and I. She's from Brazil. She got she came here on a student visa in 2013, and we actually met at a bar, which is funny because neither of us drinks. <laughs> so we met at a bar in 2014, and we actually in got Brazil? married. No, here? she was here. Yeah, okay. she was here on a student visa. I got you. Um, Where's she from? Sao Paulo is my guess because that's like half um, the population, right? But <laughs> yeah, no, she's a uh, she's like kind of so the, so in Brazil, there's like kind of that big bulbous part that's like above, like Sao Paulo and Rio are kind of more south, right? Um, she's in like the middle of the big bulb part, like it, it's a city okay. called Imperatriz. Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, so they call it like a it for small town, but it's like 500,000 people. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, so she's um, here on a student visa and you guys meet. How, how old are you guys at the time? I was... Man, I'm horrible with ages. <laughs> I was 20... That's <laughs> yeah, I was 26, 25. Yeah. And she was 24, 23. But she... she in Brazil, they had a program where she could come over here on a visa. And then she's here for like a year, year and a half doing part of her program. And then she goes back there to finish the program. And we actually met at a bar and, uh, you know, got to know each other and stuff. And then we actually got married after four months. <laughs> and then... Wow. How long ago uh, was that? What year? Uh, 2014. Oh, and wow. Like, okay. Yeah, we've been married for almost seven years now. Man, that's so. incredible. What a great yeah. story. I'm sure that's a whole <laughs> great story right there. Four months. Oh, yeah. That that was like very quick. And yeah. she actually had... Um, she still had her return plane ticket to go home. And so she went home to, you know, say goodbye and stuff to her family because she was going to come live here. Well, she didn't realize in her visa contract that she has to stay there for two years and there's no way out of it. No so way. right after we got married, she had to go back and she ended up staying in Brazil for three and a half years while we did the visa process. <laughs> so you guys were married and she was living out of country for three. Did yep. you go visit? How'd that work? Yeah, I visited her twice. The problem was it was right around when the Olympics were held in Brazil. So all of the prices of everything like skyrocketed. It was like $3,000 for a round trip ticket. And like, you know, we, we just couldn't afford it, like going back and forth. So what a rough start, man. Yeah. And then she well, finally got here. Sticking and, it out. Oh yeah. We it was it was tough, but we she finally got here in 18. Wow. Um so now she's been here since 18. 
And, so. and I bet if we had her here to share her part of the story, it would be. There's a lot of interesting twists to this. Stuff. <laughs> that's that's incredible. But good for yeah. you guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, what's driving you towards having an, an internet-based business? Talk me through that a little bit. Well, so I I've been like kind of entrepreneurial for a long time. I at one point I was selling stickers on Etsy. <laughs> like I would make my own stickers and like Photoshop, and then like I was selling them to people, like vintage stickers and stuff, like customized. Hmm. I used to buy cell phones off of eBay and then resell them on Craigslist, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So, wow. Okay. I've heard of people doing it the other yeah. way, but I love it. You flipped the script. I love it. You're buying them on eBay. It's selling them locally on Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I was, I was buying, um, at the time they were, this was like beginning smartphones. We still had like a lot of flip phones out there. And yeah. they were like, um, like military grade or construction grade, like flip phones. So I would buy them for like 25 bucks and then I'd sell them for like 75 on Craigslist. And I had tons of people that loved them, like construction workers and, you know, people in the military, like places where you might drop your phone and break it or something like that. That's pretty so, incredible. I, yeah, it just, it, it amazes me the number of people who still don't shop online. Oh, and yeah. You can flip from one site to another. You can go Craigslist to eBay, eBay to Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace to eBay, eBay to Amazon. I mean, this is just yeah. <laughs> the Shopify. Possibility. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's just incredible. You know, hit the sales and wait a couple months and it's back to normal price on just about any online website. Flip it anywhere. Yeah, the, the opportunities yeah. are just incredible. I'd never heard eBay to Craigslist though. I love that. That's a first for me in 20 years. I've never heard that. Yeah, it worked really well. And then I, for a while, even. Like years after that, I was like, oh, I'll go back to it and see, you know. But like those phones didn't really exist anymore because smartphones sure. were the the thing. So I was actually buying like old iPhones and then selling them, like reselling them locally too, like off of, on Craigslist and stuff. I'd buy them for, you know, a hundred bucks and sell them for like 300 or whatever. Yeah. So I'd yeah, seen opportunities out there. Yeah. Buying local. There's all kinds of opportunity. Buy local, flip online for all yeah. kinds of items. Yeah. That's that's a great... Yeah, And I've seen people... You know, I think if you max that model out, it's $100,000 a year or so income. That's hustling for most oh, niches. Yeah. But there, those opportunities are out there for sure. Yeah. It was a lot of uh, like watching the auctions on eBay and, you know, I'd mm -hmm. put in like the price that I wanted to pay. And if I didn't win, go to the next one, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And... But yeah, it was great. Like I, I like doing that stuff. And I I like always felt like I wanted more, you know. Like I would work, I would work at like doing sandwich delivery, you know, something like that. And I always felt like, man, I want to like do more for myself, you know. Yeah, you want to own something that feels legit, you own own your own business type thing. Cause yeah. you're so you're very much gig economy. Have you ever had like a nine to five show up to work, get dressed up kind of gig? Or you been like a Bounce from gig to gig, gig economy kind of guy. I used to have like a lot of different jobs just to try them out. Like I, I've had a few that I stayed at for like quite a while. Like the I like doing the delivery because you would get tips too. So like the harder you work, the more money you make. You know what I mean? Sure. I always like that kind of model. I hated the whole like you know you're only ever gonna make this much. Right. <laughs> like I always wanted to kind of work my way up. I was, I was talking to a guy who worked uh, here in the States. It's called Shipped, S-H-I-P with a T on the end, Shipped. Okay. And I was like, hey, just if you don't mind telling me, you know, how long have you been doing this? And about what do you make an hour? What do you clear? He's like, I clear about 30 bucks an hour. If I hustle, I'm good at it. He says, I know what zip codes and what days to work and when to take some time off because it's dead. But he said, when I'm working, I'm making about 30 bucks an hour. I'm like, man, there's people going to college, getting four-year degrees 
<laughs> going into debt a couple hundred thousand dollars, making half that per hour. <laughs> like I, I did the opportunities that are out there, man. I actually went to college two different times. I went for um, I don't know. Have you heard of like Globe University? Spell it Globe. Globe. G O B. No. No. Oh, yeah. They're <laughs> just to put it. I don't want to go super into it, but like they're basically like a scam college. Oh no! Uh, they ended up going out of business and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I did that for like a year and a half, and um, just recently got all that taken care of. Like I, I owed them like fifty thousand dollars for a year and a half, and oh my gosh, didn't even graduate. You know that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And then it, I went it, for six months of massage therapy too at like a tech school. <laughs> really? So yeah. You, you picked up some skills there, I'd imagine. I mean, is that like something you held on to a little bit, or? Uh, yeah. It's it was really. I love the business part of it. Like my plan was to own my own business because right. my cousin had done that. She went to school for uh, massage therapy, worked in a spa for a couple of years, and then she opened her own business. And you know, she was making like seventy-five an hour, and now she makes like two hundred an hour or whatever. Right. So it's yeah. like that's that was the plan, but I didn't love the whole like having to work like constantly with your hands and everything like you, yeah you get like arthritis really bad and stuff so yeah and it, plus your time is limited you know you're, you're trading yeah. dollars for hours still right yep yeah you only can work so many hours in the day you know <laughs> to, to make money right. so but yeah we when we first started doing amazon stuff my wife was working like hourly at like office max you know and she was working 40 plus hours a week. They always wanted her to work more because it's hard to find people. And I was working third shift uh, as an independent contractor, 350 miles a day, four to six days a week on third shift. Wow. Was, yeah. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I 300, think... 300 miles is about where I draw the lines. Like, <laughs> hey, can we fly? And you do oh, that yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. I was delivering. Um, pharmaceuticals to like nursing homes or in around the state. So it was, it was like good, you know, I was making 20 plus dollars an hour, mm -hmm. which is better than like a lot of hourly jobs around here. But like, sure. it was just, I just felt like a zombie all the time. You mm -hmm. know, I was, I was so tired. I, I would be sleeping while she was at work. She'd be sleeping while I was at work. We'd see each other for like a couple hours a night, right? <laughs> you know, and it was just too much. Like, and um, we, I was actually uh, watching TikTok because <laughs> I watched them for like financial stuff. And there's a lot of people that do like different advice on things. I don't know if you know Dan Dan Bach on TikTok. Yeah, you know I I don't do TikTok. I, I guess no. I'm too old. I don't know, but <laughs> I think at some point he was part of the the group. Okay. Silent Jim group. He's been in our community, our, our probably our free Facebook group, or maybe he took the yeah. Amazon course or something at some point. Yeah, he I saw him recommending uh books for Amazon sellers because he's a an Amazon seller out of Chicago. Ah, gotcha. Okay. And he was talking about this stuff. And then I asked him, well, what about like podcasts and stuff? Because I was driving 350 miles a day. Like I had tons of time to listen to podcasts. Okay. Um, and he had told me about this podcast. <laughs> so I just basically binged like this podcast from within like a couple of weeks. I probably listened to all of them. Like, wow. Yeah. 
That I've often wondered like who holds the record for listening to every episode the fastest. Where <laughs> most episodes per day would probably be a good way to, to gauge it. I've heard some crazy stories, but going through all of them in a couple of weeks is up there, man. <laughs> yeah, it was like I would say so the average episode is probably what, like forty to fifty minutes, something like that. You'd know better and, than me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was I was driving eight to ten hours a day. Yeah. You know, and some nights I would literally just the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. Like just, you know, that's all I was thinking about. And that's incredible. I'm then, surprised uh, you're not completely sick of my voice yet, dude. <laughs> oh no, you're great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh we still listen to them. We actually just listened to a couple yesterday while we were driving out to get some food and do some uh do some sourcing. So uh, I'm honored, truly, man. Thank <laughs> you. That's that's cool. I appreciate every single listener out there, and I love when listeners turn into guests too. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and then so we were getting like really into it, and we had purchased pack, and we started going through that. We did the the basics or the 101 and the sure. uh, zero to 100. Yeah, the um, replenishable course. Yeah, and I loved. Like I had always heard of getting into this kind of business as like, you know, you have to buy 10,000 of these private label products and have it sit in your house. And then you have to do advertising and you have to do all that kind of stuff. And I right. honestly hated that model. I was like, I did not want to invest that much into something that you don't know. So I loved the the replans. <laughs> yeah. that, was, uh, that was what we really were getting into. Because yeah. you can ease into it, right? You can take yeah. your time and inch into it slowly over time. And you're putting money in the bank before you make any big investments. That's the best way for me to, to sum it up. And, and what was your impression early on? Did you have some exposure to the private label model before you jumped into our community? Did you have something contrasted against? I had a friend that had done it a little bit. He had bought like 500 or something, which you know wasn't the 10,000. But I think he probably still has 100 of them sitting in his house from you know years later. Like, mm-hmm. like you never know how that's going to go. But if you look it up online, that's that's what everybody says. Oh, you know, make your own product or get into private label or yeah. you know yeah. something like that. Well, and you I know why like- you know why that is. I mean, you've heard a few episodes. You've heard me talk about it. Why do you think that is? I mean, what's your theory? Do you agree with some of mine or like what's your take? Because you're right. If you get on Google or if you go on YouTube and say, "Hey, I want to learn to sell on Amazon," ninety eight percent of what you're going to hear is that model. Yeah. Find your own product, launch your own brand, fill your garage with a bunch of units from China, which by the way, costs about five times as much to ship as it did just six months ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, factor that in, buddy. Like, I mean, you're talking, you're in for tens of thousands of dollars before you make your first dime. Yeah. But that's the model everyone's talking about. Why do you think that is? I think I know. I think I've got a pretty solid theory, but what's your theory? <laughs> I, I kind of think that it's just like a holdover. Like, I think that that's how business used to be run. Like, it would be like, okay, you have to buy 10,000 of these and that's how you started to, you know, keep going. But that's like, good. I feel like, you know, we kind of need to move into the future, you know? And I, I feel like the big businesses like Walmart and stores that you would go buy replens at, like, you know, regional stores are a big one for us. They can ship the stuff way cheaper than we can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have any place like we just moved into a new place, but like our old place that we had started our Amazon business in, you know, I couldn't get a pallet of something delivered there. Like, where am I going to keep it? <laughs> you know, right. that kind of thing. So I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of a holdover. And I feel like people just don't really know about the replan model. Like, 
yeah. or they don't think like, oh, I can't possibly make any money buying something from Walmart and reselling it. But you definitely can, you know. <laughs> well, there's several thousand of us in this community doing it all day, every day. That's for sure, right? Yeah, yeah that's a good theory. I really like that. I, you know, I, I would the way business has always been done is take huge risks and hope it works out someday. Yeah. Right. So why wouldn't you do that when you're starting an Amazon business? We don't do that here. We're like, take tiny little bitty risks. And one out of every two or three of them really pays off and you can ramp up. So you're putting money in the bank before you're digging a hole. You're building that yeah. mountain before you dig a hole. The other model is like, hey, dig a huge hole and hopefully someday you can fill it in and then build something. It's like, no, let's just start building something now. Let's start putting money in the bank now. So yeah, and I think the other reason too that private label Manny is just, it's popular is because as someone who's created courses and been around this industry for a while, you're going to see the big launches, the big shiny object launches are going to be around these multi-thousand dollar courses that take you six to nine months to figure out if you're doing it right or not. The industry yeah. loves those courses because by the time you figured out if you're doing it right or not, six to nine months from now, you're beating yourself up if it doesn't work instead of asking for a refund. And <laughs> I've seen it in this industry. You know, that's the way the real estate courses work. And, you know, just there's so many of them out there. They're just total scams, but you don't know till you're, and you think, well, I learned some new skills. So maybe it was worth it in the end. Like, no, you just wasted a ton of money on a dead end. And it's sad, you know, so I'm very proud of what we've built here. But I want to, I want to dive into your story. Like, when did you start doing it right? What did it look like and feel like? What did you guys do? So we started, we heard a lot of stuff about books. So we were like, okay, let's, let's go to Goodwill and, you know, scan some books. I bought a Bluetooth scanner, you know, my wife would hold the phone and I'd just start scanning until she got a beep of a good one, you know, or whatever. (laughs) So we did that at multiple Goodwills and... We kind of learned quickly that like you can definitely find books, but it's like I think we found like a couple hundred or a thousand or whatever that we scanned. You know, like there's a lot of ones too that you would like open up and you you start seeing there's writing in it or something. Like <laughs> it just it, it wasn't a very scalable model for us. Yeah, like I think you could do it, but and plus storage. You know, three or four years ago, books were probably where we started a lot of people out. But yeah. storage has gotten so much more expensive now, unless you're willing to ship them yourself and keep yeah. them in your house somewhere organized. It's, it's a tough model now. It really is. And I know too, like books don't come in like, you know, a plastic package. So you don't know 100% if they're new, new or not. Right. Like you could miss one page that's like scribbled in or whatever, like, and then you ship it out. The customer's like, hey, I got this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. it just didn't really work for us. But um, we decided to look at, you know, we kept doing Goodwills in the beginning. And we were looking around at, you know, other things in Goodwill. And we actually found a lot of um, like sealed board games and puzzles and things like that. And we started, you know, the Goodwill has like huge ROI. <laughs> we were making like, you know, thousands of percent ROI sometimes on, on the stuff. Oh, sure. But um it, it's not sustainable. Like we we did that, you know, we would do a trip out east and we'd do a trip out west and we'd do a trip south. And then like a couple of weeks later, we'd go do that same trip. We wouldn't find anything, you know? So like in the beginning, I don't think anybody had really sourced there that much. And then we found about a lot of stuff. But then later we would try it again and it we'd find nothing. And it was just like, well, 
we can't depend on this because yeah, that's disheartening. Come home empty-handed is disheartening. Yeah, yeah we we were like very much like, uh, <laughs> like we up going home with nothing again, and we bought lunch, so we actually lost money today. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. But then we started sourcing at like regional stores, and that's that's where we really started taking off. And um, we started July, mid July last year, and. Um, yeah, we ended up doing a little over 2000 our first month in July in sales. And that's with the replens model specifically, is that correct? Or- it was like mostly Goodwill and then we were just starting into the replens. We gave up Goodwill gotcha. after like 2 weeks. It okay. just didn't work out that much. Um, yeah. But then we really started kicking into it after July and in August we had our we had 19,000 in sales in August. So on our like sec our first real month, but like our second, you know, month, we were almost twenty thousand in sales already. So that's tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you say regional store, I know what you mean, but help the listeners understand what do you mean by a regional store? So like a store that's only really in your area or like like we live in the Midwest. So it's just like, you know, in our area of the Midwest. Basically, the store that we go to is like two i think just two states so it's not like but you know not like walmart walmart or or target or whatever that's that's like a national store exactly like we where you're going to have a lot more competition because everybody in the whole like united states could be sourcing that product exactly you know exactly so but we we have plenty of people that they only use Target or ninety percent of their shopping's Target or yeah. only use Walmart and Walmart. Some people don't realize it's very regionally based. Like there's products in certain regions that you won't find in others. So even in Walmart, there's tremendous opportunity. But oh, yeah. we love those regional stores where <laughs> you know the way I say it is like is there's not one in every state. You know, maybe they're Midwest only or you know Southwest only or. West yeah. Coast only. You know, those stores are gold mines for the replin model for sure. Oh yeah. And every state has them. And they're online too, by the way. You can shop them online too. What I'll typically yeah. do is go to Google and say, how many to type in the store name are there in the US? And the first result's gonna tell you there are 33 in the US, primarily located in the Northeast. I'm like, yep, winner. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. those are the stores you want to hit for replins model specifically. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. Like we, we did regional stores and then um, we were even sourcing uh, mostly like seasonal stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you're really getting down in that, that niche of like, <laughs> like specific things. It was a lot of um, like lawn and garden type stuff, but yeah. in you know, in the winter, you're not going to sell that stuff as much. Sure. But during like the summer and fall, it, it was like really taking off. So, yeah, and then we ended up, we just kind of like grew from there. Like, uh, so August, we did 19,000. September, we did 21,000. And then October was actually our best month that we ever did. It was, we did over 36,000. Wow. In, in sales the in third month, month $36,000. Yeah. The yeah. third full month of doing the, the replan model. That's tremendous. Do you remember what your margins and ROI were approximately? Like, what were you going for there, and what were you getting? Well, so uh, it's kind of crazy because in October, like, I forget what it's called, but the financial rule of like eighty twenty, where like twenty yeah, percent of your products, yeah, where twenty percent of you are going to make eighty percent of your money. Pareto and principle. we, right. 
we kept looking at our inventory and we're like, man, this like top five things are really taken off. And the other stuff we sell a little bit of. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we only have so much capital to put into it. So we're like, well, let's put all of our capital into the top 20%. <laughs> so during October was actually, so 26 of that 36,000 was five products, mm-hmm. just five products. And we, we bought like hundreds of them. And it was, we had over 100% ROI on the stuff. And then uh, our margin was like 30 to 40% like during that time. That's tremendous. Yeah. So you guys were getting a great foundation, hitting some good numbers, learning about the winners. And good job, by the way, on paying attention to the... to the It's the Pareto, the 80-20 rule, the right? Pareto. I think a lot of sellers could benefit from that of committing to not letting those top 10, 20% of your ASINs go dry ever. Stay yeah. on top of them. And then pick up everything else as you can, but know which ones your real winners are. So if you've only got two hours to go out and source, you're spending it where you should be instead of just like figuring, hey, if it's on the list, I got to buy another one. No, where's the money? You know, go after the money, go after the good Easter eggs first kind of, you know, thought process. Uh, So that you, it really paid off for you guys. That's a great lesson. I love that. Yeah. We knew like we, we had like a, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollar budget that we were putting into buying inventory. So we're like, well, do we want to put, you know, ten thousand into these and then five thousand into this other stuff, or like try some new things? But we're like, well, you know, we know what sells, so let's <laughs> put your money into you knowing what sells. You know, yeah, go deep. And if it's a fast moving yeah. ASIN, worst case is other people come in, the price drops, you get your money back out. Maybe you lost a little bit, but it's a fast moving product. You can sell out anytime you want. Pull your money back, put it where you want it. That's really, that's really cool. That's that. This the beauty of this model is, it's like you're, it's like you're playing a game where the worst case scenario is you lose one or two or three percent of your money, maybe a little more than that. And the best case scenario is are you getting a hundred percent ROI, <laughs> and you can go yeah. in as fast and deep <laughs> as you want, right? It's it's a really yeah. fun game to play. And it actually, we did almost exclusively merch fulfilled, like through that time. Right, which You're shipping a I lot of boxes. Okay. Yeah, we were we were shipping. I would estimate ten to twenty five boxes a day. We were shipping out during like October and September and November. It Did was, you have a UPS truck come to your house or? Nope, we were UPS packing it all up, bringing it down right to the post office. <laughs> gotcha. That's yeah. part of your daily routine. So they so they were like, oh, here they come again every time you got. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yep, they were like, yep. They, they would see, uh, I have a Prius. <laughs> so they'd see my Prius pull up and be like, All yep. packed out. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I have like two uh, big laundry baskets full of boxes, bring it in. So that was a good time. Well done, man. Hey, Business Building Warrior. Sorry for the quick interruption. Just wanted to make sure and remind you about our tremendous sponsor, Payoneer.com. If you need funding, up to $750,000, flexible repayment terms, no credit check. They love Amazon and Walmart sellers. They want to help you grow. Payoneer.com slash funding. For 10% off the fees, be sure to tell them we sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. They were like, yep. They, they would see, uh, I have a Prius. <laughs> so they'd see my Prius pull up and be like, All yep. packed out. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'd have like two uh, big laundry baskets full of boxes, bring it in. So that was a good time. 
Well done, man. So where mm-hmm. are you at now? Because that's about, you know, that was all about a year ago or so. Like yeah. how's the last few months been and how's it looking for your Q4 coming up? You know, fill us in on the latest stuff. Uh, right now we're at about 10,000 for the month. So hopefully, you know, we're going to hit around that 30,000 uh, yeah, mark. So, yeah, we're about a third of the way into August as we're recording this year. I mean, for another 30 this month. Okay. Yeah. And Q4, honestly, we have never really done anything extra for Q4. We kind of just like sell the stuff we are selling. And like, I feel like you can really take advantage of Q4. But also, I think like if you have good selling product, like your stuff's going to sell just even better during Q4, you know? Yeah. Like, you're absolutely right. And you'll hear a lot of Q, you hear a lot of replin sellers kind of yawn about December. Yeah, whatever. It's a good month, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's almost as good as October, or and sometimes it's a little better than January. But it's just another month, and I love the stability of this model. It's because it, we're selling the boring stuff that people need year round or for several months at a time, not the Christmas gift that I picked up for ten bucks and it's selling for fifty. Get them while you can. You know, fly around town, gather as many as you can together. Like, there's an excitement in that model, I suppose, and you can take advantage of it, like you said. But I like, I strongly prefer the boring stability of the replin model of <laughs> ketchup and cans of green beans and, you know, bug spray and like just, you know, the everyday stuff that you can get everywhere easy off the shelf. Are you, are you guys hitting sales for your replins? Are you buying full retail off store shelves? Is that, is that still how you go? It depends, I guess. Like we try to hit the sales. One thing I would recommend people do is like at the stores um, that they shop at, sign up for their newsletter. Because a lot of the time we'll get emails that's like today only twelve percent off for an online order, and you just go on and you know get twelve percent, and they you can get it shipped right to your house, like that kind of thing. But you know if we're making good profit, like I'll buy it at full retail. <laughs> yeah. I think sales are great, but full retail is also like very stable. You're not waiting on sales, in other words. No, no, neither. No, yeah, I, neither. We sign up for all the rewards programs, the rebate programs that, you know, the credit cards that get you two points, three points. Have you ever bought any discount gift cards for the stores? You um, no, we get, we're on like the rewards program though, where like every, we, we actually got um, credit cards through the store too, so that yeah. we, we put all of our purchases for the store on there and then we get rewards. So we get like, uh, like $25 gift cards that yeah. we can use to buy stuff. You should shop so, on... Look on some of the gift card websites and see if any of them are are, are sitting around there because you'll get like a hundred dollar gift card for that store and you can pick it up for ninety bucks. Like yeah, yeah we'll go use that. <laughs> There's another oh, yeah, anything way to save money, right? Yeah, any, another way to add some more margin on there for sure, yeah. right? That I know a lot of folks that hit that. I don't even do. I haven't taken my own advice. There's one store actually just popped in my head. I'm going to go do that for as soon as this podcast episode's over because we're spending several thousand dollars a week in that store. That's another great. If I can just get a stack of gift cards, gift cards. bought at <laughs> a discount, hey, that's another you know five hundred to thousand dollars a month in the bank for that one store. Yeah, yeah, I, I we definitely looked into like all the reward programs right away. We right away we made sure to get like our tax exemption uh, license so that we that adds up fast. tax exempt everywhere. Yep. Yeah, like we we tried to do everything we could right away, and plus we had started. Pretty quickly, we had done the proven replans mentoring group with Kate. Mm-hmm. We were in the um, in that group and learned a lot about different things there too. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got some tremendous leaders in this community. If you stick around and pay attention to what people are doing and the classes that come out and opportunities to grow. Yeah. Everything we do around here, we try to make it worth 10 times the price you're about to pay. That's the, that's the baseline we've set. It sounds like you've had that experience. So uh, yeah. You've invested. Oh yeah. It was great. It helped yeah. uh, like keep us accountable, you know, too. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's something some people really need that accountability. I, I'm that way. <laughs> My wife is definitely somebody that does everything on her own, but I need, I need some accountability sometimes. So yeah, we've, we've got that mastermind group now. Uh, Jimmy's running it for us that it's a small group, 30 to 50 people at a time, the accountability growth. If you're hitting 10K a month or more, it's the group for you. That's the way to go. I'm going to drop that in the show notes so people can check it out if, as well. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> so what, what other tips or strategies or what, any other part of your story that you wanted to dive into while we're chatting today? Because this has been tremendous content. I've really <laughs> enjoyed this. Uh, we just listened to a podcast yesterday. Um, it was... a. Uh, I, I'm so bad with names, but it was a woman that she had just used Keepa. She only had Keepa. Yeah. I think you you just done that with her not long ago. And I was like, man, I don't know how she did it without like RevSeller. Like I we use Keepa, RevSeller, Inventory Lab. And um, when we were doing a lot three. more FBA, we were using the Aura repricer too. Mm-hmm. So like I love having stuff that saves me time, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're all about building systems and using the right tools. But when you're first starting out, and some people stay right there. I don't remember the lady's name either at this point. We could look it up. But yeah, that's all she's used. If I remember right, she had like a $30,000 a month business, something like that, using just Keepa. That's it. And I was trying to talk her into some other tools to make her life easier for sure. But yeah, you listed some great ones. RevSeller is beautiful. I'll stick a link to that in the show notes too. But so you can make really good decisions really fast as you're looking on Amazon at any product. You can know if it's a winner or a loser. All you got to know is how much you got to pay for it. Yeah. I'm going to go pay five bucks at the store for this item. RevSeller tells you instantly, FBA, FBM, here's how much money you're going to make paying yeah. five bucks a unit for that product and selling it for the current rates as shown on Keepa. Yeah, yeah. So Keepa RevSeller is a power combo for sure. And even like, we didn't really know about Inventory Lab either. And uh, Kate had started us off on that where we started using that. And then it comes with the, the Scottify 2 app. Yep. So we use that every time we're doing any kind of sourcing in the store. Mostly too, because you can make buy lists on it. So like when you get home, you can just upload everything into Inventory Lab without having to go through and you know put the... Scan the barcode in, or you know, put the ASIN yeah. in, or whatever for everything. So yeah, upload your list very easily, and then just throw it all in a box, right? Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. You guys have a real good system. So is it just the two of you, or do you have any other help? Yep, nope, just always been us. <laughs> yeah, we when we were even like when we were doing FBA, it was a lot more like hands-on stuff. We were buying at the store, bring it home, like do the FBA. But now that we've been doing a lot of FBM. It's, you know, takes an hour or two in, in the morning and that's it. Like we are, I, I would say our average work week is like five to 10 hours. Like, and most of it's like sourcing and, and sending it back to us. Like we do a lot of OA now. Yeah. Like, and then you guys have figured out your hourly profit. Like after all, yeah. all expenses. What, what was that? I remember reading it in your, uh, your bio. Yeah. At 10, $10 or at uh, 10 hours a week. We had made so this whole year we had just hit a year. We did two hundred and fourteen thousand in sales in our first year, 
and it was over a hundred dollars an hour. Like what we're, it was, it was about one ten an hour that we were making. For so how 55 each in. if you're both yeah. working 10, right? Total 20 hours, about $55 yeah. a piece, which that's not a bad gig. I mean, you <laughs> try to find a $55 an hour job that lets you work any 10 hours a week that you want to work. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. luck. <laughs> that's and like, especially during the winter too, um, sure. because like, you know, if it's blizzarding outside, I'm not going to go source, <laughs> like, you know, where like, if you have an eight, eight hour job, like you better be getting there. Otherwise you might get fired, you know? Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. So you can work on the good days and the days that you want, the times you want complete flexibility, $55 an hour. It's not rocket science either. It's just not no part of this no. is complex. So it's interesting to me, you guys have found doing your own fulfillment easier. It sounded like than doing Amazon fulfillment. Talk me through that a little bit. Well, I guess like what I kind of figured out or my philosophy on it is like doing FBA is like high volume, but lower amount of money that you make on each product, right? Yep. And doing FBM was higher profit, but lower quantity that we're selling. So we were like, like I would... Our one product that we found, it was kind of funny. It was, um, we were walking through our regional store and I was just kind of like scanning stuff, you know, like we, we didn't even do typing at the time and stuff. <laughs> we we're just kind of scanning stuff, looking around. And I kind of joked, I was like, Hey, I should scan that and see, you know, what it was. And it was a $70 product. And at the time we were kind of scared about a buy cost of $70, you know, and I scanned it and it was selling for 150 to $200 on Amazon. And we looked at the Keepa when we got home. You know, we bought a couple of them, looked at the Keepa, and it had like 40 or 50 drops a month on Keepa. It's smoking, in other words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like um, a drop could be any amount. Like, we've had people buy two or three of them for oh, sure. I, I'm guessing each. 40 or 50 drops on Keepa represents at least 500 sales a month, is my experience. Yeah, it, it was a lot. Like it would fly. We we actually sent those into FBA and they literally sold like the hour they got checked in. And we were like, man, is there like another way we can do this? Because like, you know, sending them into FBA, you have to wait a week for them to get there, maybe wait a mm -hmm. week for them to get checked in. <laughs> and especially during like winter months and with um, COVID happening last year. Q4 a lot of COVID. It, yeah, it could take a yeah. month to check stuff in, right? Yeah, so that's when we actually switched over to doing FBM because it was so much quicker. Yeah. So we that's when we got to the point where we were shipping out like 20, 30 of them at a time. You know, it was, it was like crazy. <laughs> I love but, it. A lot of little, little good lessons in that story for people doing this. The higher priced items. And I tend to like, especially if it's kind of a breakable or even a chance of a return kind of thing, like I want yeah. to take good care of this myself and go from my house straight to the customer rather than have 25 people touching it, dropping it, doing the three foot test repeatedly <laughs> you yeah. know, in the warehouse somewhere. Like, Let's just get it to the customer <laughs> from my house. You know, so that higher priced product is what kind of convinced you guys to kick the, uh, you know, to kick the tires on that whole FBM merchant fulfill model, do the shipping yourself. And yeah. like you said, you do get paid more. Amazon charges you some money if they're going to handle the box 15 times between you and the customer, right? So you save all that money. I love it. So have you found any other high ticket products like that? Or was that kind of the oh, time thing? 
No, that that's literally all we sell now. Like we sell everything around that. Like I think if you find like a really, really good product, you should definitely take a look at like everything around it or like adjacent to what it could be. Because I think there's high chances that a lot of that stuff sells. We actually like right now we have probably six or seven active things that we sell that are all the same thing. And they're all like they're between 60 to 120 by cost and we're selling them for 150 to 300 dollars so that's a good way to do it yeah that is a good way to do it yeah because a lot of replen sellers are playing around with that buy for five buy for two sell for 12 sell for 25 and there's great money there and we do a lot of that ourselves but man there's some gold in those bigger ticket items for sure especially yeah. if you're willing to merge and fulfill i think that's a golden tip right there for sure yeah i think some people I've heard like some people, you know, they're kind of scared to ship it out themselves or, or the other thing too, is like when you do FBM, you really have to do the customer service side where you get the messages from people. And, you know, sometimes there'll be an A to Z claim or a a chargeback or something like that. And like, we've had those and we've, we've actually won all of them that we've had, you know, so you just got to keep track of your records. We've had a few IP complaints (laughs) that we, uh, we got those taken care of too. So like, you know, sometimes you just can't be afraid of that stuff. You know, you just kind of get have your business going and see where it goes. Yeah. Navigate it as it comes. Yeah. The, the big sellers, I always like talking to the big sellers, like, you know, the $500,000 a month guys and like, oh yeah, we only got eight IP complaints last week. It was a good week, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. They, he just rolls right off their back. Like, you know, it's, it's part of, it's kind of the way, you know, I imagine if we were a bunch of people who own small convenience stores, the way we talk about shoplifters. It's like, hey, what's your shoplifter numbers last quarter? It's like, oh, yeah, we only lost a 1.3%. How are you guys? Like, oh, man, we're up at 2.4%. Like, it comes with the territory. Like, yeah. it's just part of the gig. You're going to get those things you don't like, and there's not a lot you can do about it in some instances, but it's certainly nothing to be afraid of because when you do the math, this is a beautiful business model. And your odds of being permanently suspended, as I always say, anytime the topic comes up, are ridiculously slim. Oh, yeah. If you get a pro involved, especially, you know, we've we've got some great people. Scott Mogulius is in our team and he's great. Just about anything you could run into, he's seen it 50 times. And, you know, we'll get you through it. You may be down for a few weeks. You know, that's the worst case scenario. 99% of the time, if you're suspended, man, it's just, you know, got to worry about it. But on that on that note, so what else, man? Mm-hmm. What any other lessons? Any other notes you took down? Things you wanted to share with folks? You've been a source of some really good nuggets today. I guess we. I was kind of thinking about it because, like, I, you know, we're still pretty new. It's only been a little over a year. You're about like, a year in, yeah. So I still have that kind of mindset of like, you know, we just started, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I, I always, um, one thing to. Is like I, you know, I listened to every podcast and we went through some pack together and stuff, but like you just gotta like dive in at some point. Like you can't plan for everything, you know. <laughs> and honestly, with the replens, like you always said, uh, I think my wife got sick of me saying it, but like the inch deep, mile wide, like if you're doing that model, doing replens, if you have a problem or you lose some replens or stuff, like you just you don't care. You just go to the next one, you know, find 10 more. Like, I think that that's, you just can't be afraid just to jump in at some point, you know? Yeah. Don't get married to any given product. Keep finding more and the, the opportunities yeah. out there. 
So when you guys look for new products now, how much of your time do you do spend doing that? We haven't looked for very many new products recently, honestly, because like the ones that we have have been good. pretty busy. And, you know, like new capital, like or the, the capital we have is going into buying the old stuff. So like we don't have a lot of capital to put in new things because we we actually both July of last year, we both quit our jobs. Like we 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 dive straight into Amazon headfirst. <laughs> like we so like we didn't have you know other money to be putting into it. It was just Amazon money putting back into it over and over. Right. And while these are churning your money, you're churning your money through on good ROI, fast selling products. You don't need anything else right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we we uh the stuff we have has been really good. And even like we like that first thing I told you about, the thing we found for 70 bucks and we're selling it for 150. Mm-hmm. Well, there's probably 50 people that are selling it now. And Amazon's been on there forever. Like we haven't gotten to sell that in a long time. But like, you know, we have a bunch of other things that we're selling. So it didn't really matter that much. Yeah. Um, right. I think and, that's and you're what... confident. You can go out and find more when you need to, if you need to. They're they're really oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like we sometimes, you know, we'll be just shopping in the store for ourselves and be like, hey, scan that or, you know, type it into the Amazon app. See, see what comes up. <laughs> yep. You know, for sure. Kind of they really are everywhere. I think that's the big takeaway though, is challenging people to look at the bigger ticket items and, you know, those can be replens as well. And consider merchant fulfilling. Ship it yourself. If you're set up to do it at all, you don't need a lot of space to do it. And you can... no. And we buy the boxes uh, from the boxery. That's what uh, Kate uses. So we we got there. You can get any size box you want. You know, like we, when we buy find a product that we really like, we'll like measure the products and then buy a box specifically for that product. It's the exact size box you need. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to pay more in shipping than you have to, and that's how they charge you is like the amount of space inside the box or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we we try to cut down our shipping costs as much as possible. Some of our stuff that we're selling for one fifty, we only pay seven eight dollars for shipping. You know, so like it, it, I think our model is very different than most people's because I think most people sell a lot of FBA, a lot of um, like high volume stuff, and ours has always been like lower volume but higher costs and and margin on it. Yeah, and you're shipping them yourself in the perfect size box, so it takes up as little space as possible. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It takes up well. You know, I do an FBA, so space is as much as as much as the the size of the box for the shipping prices you're running. What do you use to ship? Are you using UPS? You said United States Postal, right? Uh, we're using USPS. UPS for everything that we can because okay. their price has been more stable. The mm-hmm. post office has been like going up a lot recently. Right. But sometimes like we ship to Hawaii, Alaska, Puerto Rico a lot. And you have to ship those through the post office. Um, right. or if it's a PO box. So, you know, we we just it just depends on we uh, on the actual website, we buy all of our shipping through Amazon just in case there's like AZ claims or something like that. It's way better to buy it through Amazon. So we do that and then we see like what's the cheapest price to ship it there and we want to get it there as fast as possible because i think that that really helps with customer service and getting good right. feedback good reviews yeah yeah love it well what else any other tips before we start to wrap this one up this has been a really good episode man i appreciate your time man <laughs> yeah thank you um no i i just like you know people 
need to invest in themselves. I think that's that's a big that's thing. Like yeah. we we talk about that all the time. Like, you know, a lot of people are afraid to to start something like an Amazon business, but like, you know, if you're working nine to five job, you're never gonna get to the top. Like if you want to be the top, you have to, <laughs> you know, kind of take that risk and invest in yourself. And I think that was a big thing that we did. Yeah. So. Take that, take that leap and learn some new skills. It's not a very big leap. It's not the private label leap where you got to spend tens of thousands. You know, you guys yeah. are a few hundred dollars in and you're making some bank and you haven't really had to do a whole lot more since then. This is yeah. an expensive business model to ramp. Maybe we should charge a whole lot more money than we do, but <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's not a complicated thing, nor is it expensive. No, and I think people like if they if they want to jump in and do Amazon, like they should definitely. If you're even like thinking about it, you should do it. And like you know, maybe you need help. Well, that's what the packs for. You know, talk to that's what the groups are for. You know, maybe even you need a coach. Like, <laughs> like whatever you need to do to get to the point where you're working for yourself is that's that's what I always wanted, and I think that a lot of people will be a lot happier working for themselves. Yeah, so. imagine you are. Sounds like this is your favorite gig. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't feel like a zombie anymore. <laughs> I used to. I used to sleep like I would wake up, sleep like four hours. And then I'd wake up for a couple hours, sleep for another four hours, wake up, eat, sleep a little more before work. <laughs> like it yeah. was just a horrible like zombie mode. Yeah, yeah, it affects every area of your life too. I mean, it, it's not sustainable. It affects your health, mental, uh-huh. emotional, spiritual health. You know, your relationships with your wife. I mean, that's these are all the benefits that you guys are experiencing. That's beautiful. I love your story, man. I love <laughs> your, uh, you know, your contrast where you were, where you are now. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. I think it's going to resonate with a lot of folks too. And thanks for all the great tips you shared too. That was really yeah. time Thank well you for spent. Me on. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome episode, Manny. Well, hey, I'm going to talk to the, the listeners for just a second and thank them for hanging out with us today and being a part of the show. And as I like to do from time to time, to remind you the only way uh, that the only thing we ask from you in payment in return is to send a friend to this podcast. That's how Manny heard about it. Have someone else. Uh, in your life that needs some extra cash, that wants to start a business, that wants to hang out with a bunch of people who are doing this right, send them to silentgym.com. Tell them to check this out. That's all we ask in return for all these great golden free tidbits of information that could literally change your life if you put this stuff to work. And we've got a community of 66,000 people. We just passed 66,000 here a few days ago. Uh, We're coming up on it. We're right on the edge of it. Let's say that. And it's free. It's a Facebook group that's free. You can go to silentgym.com and see a link to that as well. But the thing we have in common is we're all trying to use the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. If that's the kind of people you want to hang out with, like Manny, his wife, and thousands of other people around the world who are doing this, come on in and join us. If you're ready to get started, prove an Amazon course, like Manny mentioned, we'll link in the show notes to that as well. But To all the business building warriors out there, you included, God bless you. We're in the corner. We're here for you. We're praying for you. We want to support you and see you win and see you succeed. And I hope that comes through in everything we say and do. So until next time, we will see you on the next episode. Talk to you then. Hey, before I go, one last reminder, Payoneer.com, a tremendous sponsor of this show, you can get 10% off your first fees by going to payoneer.com slash funding. Tell them you came from our program. They're going to take good care of you. Up to $750,000 for Amazon and Walmart sellers. Hey, if you're needing some funding with some good flexible payback terms with no credit check, you're going to love these guys. 
Go check them out. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.